TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. This is Center Stage, all things arts and entertainment. We believe you ought to know about it. And we've got some really great guests lined up for you tonight. Mae Simpson is joining us, and uh, she has a new single out called Goodbye. And I'm so excited. I got a chance to listen to it. Let's, let's take a listen. Jonathan, you've got that. Go for it. Yeah. Mae Simpson is joining us, and she's joining us now on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. This soundtrack is called Goodbye, Mae Simpson. And I said to myself, what? Why? <laughs> but the horn solo is just smoking. I love it. Hey, Mae, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm so happy to have you join us tonight. Man, you got some smoking tracks. I listened to some of your tracks from 2021. I think I listened to like four of them, and I really enjoy them. Um, and this Thank new you. single that's out, how are you feeling about it all? Uh, I feel really, really good about it. Um, I think that it's on the right track to, to make some pretty big moves. And I don't know, it was just an exciting thing to be able to do and to really put something out there that we worked on for quite a long time and, and feel really positive about it. You know, you have um, really reached out to other types of genres of music, like um, funk, <laughs> soul, rock, and country, yeah. all of that. And, and how has that changed you? You know, I think that it was always kind of there. Um, I don't think it's changed me per se, because I think that's just been who I am the whole time. It's pretty much about music for me, not about what genre I'm playing. And I think I could say that for the rest of the guys, too. We just really love exploring what we can do vocally and musically. You know, that's interesting because so many other record companies, they want you to stick to a certain thing, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's nice that you have the freedom to do it however you want to do it. And so tell me about the joy you have in this particular song and what it's all about. You know, uh, goodbye is shaking off what doesn't serve you. Um, It's what is unhappy in your life or what is making you unhappy in your life and what do you need to get rid of to make a more positive foot stamp and where you're at. And I just feel like it's such a positive way to look at things um, when you have to leave them behind and when you have to move forward. And it doesn't always have to be negative. It's a positive. You need to feel good about yourself, be proud about it and uh, be a force. Two of the other songs that I listened to from 2021 was Monsters, and uh, I loved it. It said, Monsters came, I beat them back again. And I just thought to myself, mm-hmm. I should let my granddaughter, my oldest granddaughter, because she worries sometimes about monsters and things like that under the bed. Um, when you choose mm-hmm. to do songs, um, what is the first thing you think? What is your method? Uh, I think my method usually um, comes with a melody in my head. And maybe I'm just doing that for like three days and the melody just don't go away and then I'll bring it to my band. 
and I'll tell them kind of the skeleton of it all, and then we kind of work together and piece it together. Um, there's a million yeah. different ways that we write, but a lot of times it comes with that melody. What melody do I have in my head? What horn melody do I have? What lyric melody um, really starts with the chorus for me? You know, that's a really great way to look at it, because once you decide where you are with the song, you've written it. Um, I'm sure you have, do you have background vocalists on that um, on that particular song, by the way? Yeah, actually, my drummer, Aaron, and also my saxophone player, uh, Brian. Wow, very cool. Tell Brian, smoking. <laughs> um, I'm just really curious about how, when, when you come out with a new album, and you've got a lot of music out there, you come out with a new album, and you say to yourself, okay, I'm going to release this, and no matter what happens, I'm still satisfied by what I've put out there. Do, is that a talk that you have with yourself, or you just say, hey, no matter how people receive it, it's from my heart. Either take it or leave it. I think that's a really good point you bring up because we're all so self-conscious about how the world's going to take us, um, no matter what you say. Um, everybody's self-conscious about it. Um, but I do think at the end of the day, it's a choice that you have to make and be okay with what you're putting out. I think that is the first and most important thing. And not everybody's going to like your music, and that's okay. But, you know, at the end of the day, if you're okay with your music, that's really what matters. You know, you've got a lot of accolades out there, like Blue Ox Music Festival in front of 7,000 people you perform, Basilica Block Party right here in, in Minneapolis, 10,000 people you perform to. Um, you opened for Dermot Kennedy, Robert Cray, Pertnier, Sandstone, and more. City Pages, when they were around, uh, they named you the best new band. So I'm just wondering, when you, yeah. as you get older, as you know, we all get older, and we're still trying to use <laughs> our craft, the big question I have for me, and I'm also asking that of you who is responsible for telling us when we are done i think we each individually are i mean i think at some point we're all going to have to be faced with that decision but the thing about music is that it's always in you and that's why all these people that retire they always end up coming back for some reasons because you can't you can't push down what's musically already in you you can't push down that passion um and one day you're going to have to make that choice for yourself, but I don't see that stopping me anytime soon. I don't think I'm going to make that choice myself, honey. I think I'm going to sing my heart out until I can't stop. I just exactly. won't stop. My sister will probably just come on out on stage and grab my hand and go, come on, honey, you are done. Exactly. <laughs> so there you yep. go. All right. Let's talk about what's up and coming for you. On the 25th of this month, you're at First Avenue Main Room in Minneapolis. On the 27th of this month, you're at Hook and Ladder in Minneapolis. On September 10th, you're at the Greenway Takeover, Grand Forks, North Dakota. And on September 16th, you're live on King Street in Madison, Wisconsin, opening for Carl Denson's Tiny Universe. Tell me about Carl Denson and what would you do to open for him? Oh, my gosh. I mean, one of the greats, really. Um, this is an extremely exciting time for us as a band. We've been given a lot of amazing opportunities, um, and, you know, we've worked hard for those opportunities, so it's kind of paying off now. Uh, but to open for Carl Dennis and Tiny Universe, I mean, uh, it's just one of those things where you can't take for granted, and you really have to feel that moment. And it's kind of awe-inspiring to be able to do this, um, especially live on King Street. I mean, that's a huge, huge event. So right. we're just beyond blessed um, to be able to be doing what we're doing in general. I mean, music, as you know, I know you know it's hard. Um, so when you're putting all of your passion and your energy in it, um, it really feels good when it starts to pay off. 
Well, I love um, interviewing you tonight. Thank you so much. I like goodbye, and I really hope it does very well for you. And if people want more information about your shows and about what you do, do they go to maysimpsonmusic.com? They sure do. maysimpsonmusic.com, Facebook, Spotify, all that good stuff. All that good stuff. You take care of yourself, May. Absolutely. <laughs> it's great to have you, you join us. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Again, that website is maysimpsonmusic.com. That's M-A-E for her first name. We're going to take a break and come back with our next guest. The Brave New Workshop is joining us. Stay tuned. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome back, everyone, to Center Stage. All things arts and entertainment. We just know you need to know about it. <laughs> And, of course, our guest is uh, Denzel Bielan, and I'm excited to have him join us. Uh, Brave New Workshop's new show is called This Show is Cheaper Than Gas, America on Empty. And uh, I'm really excited to have you on, Denzel. Welcome to CCO. Thank you so much for having me at, you know, the station. I'm super excited. Okay, so tell us all about this show. I love the titles that they bring to, to the forefront at Brave New Workshop. Tell me what this is all about and tell me why this title. Absolutely. So uh, for this show, because it is a midterm year, we do like to spend our midterms um, speaking toward the election that we, of course, think is very important, but also looking at current events that are happening. So uh, this title, of course, came from something that is affecting so many of us, um, not particularly me. I don't own a car, um, but seeing the rising prices of gas, um, this show is cheaper than gas, um, lets you know sort of the tongue-in-cheek angle we're coming from, also letting you know that it's not going to break your bank to come see us downtown. Yeah, isn't that the truth? It says here, it takes a co-signer to fill up your minivan. Nine people nobody voted for have decided to rewrite the last 50 years of history, and there's an election coming up that no one is excited about. (laughs) It's really what what Minnesotans are really thinking about these days, right? And so as you guys put this whole piece together... Together, tell me how it all came together and how many actors are there in this particular piece? Yes, absolutely. So um, there are four performers that you're going to see on stage. That is myself. That's Doug Nethercott. There is Brave New Workshop long-term veteran Lauren Anderson. And we actually are introducing a new cast member, Isabella Dunsby. Uh, so oh, it's awesome. a really fun mixture of people who've been there a super long time me who's kind of in the middle of that and someone who's really new to our experience and then the four of us along with our director Caleb McEwen get in a room we brainstorm ideas we write drafts of sketches um there's actually a sketch that uh my director had wrote that I had looked at and been like actually could I take a stab at that 
And he was like, sure, why not? Because we're definitely in that place where we're reading out loud, listening to each other's feedback, and making sure that we're following the funny. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh, that is so true. Okay, so here's the thing. What you guys do is so different from what other places do, um, other theaters here do. And I'm just wondering, during the COVID and all of the changes and closing up, uh, you know, for this and that, has it been a real challenge opening again? Uh, To a degree, yes. I think a lot of us felt that. And we actually just recently wrapped up our first show back, right? Um, So that was called Back to Workshop. Uh, and so we're like, you know, people are coming back to work. We're introducing them back to workshop as well. And, you know, just sort of doing that thing that we like to do, talking about current things with that nice, hilarious, but also satirical smart edge around it. So when everything sort of, you know, went home and, you know, it wasn't particularly safe to be in large groups of people, we did do some online content, which I'm sure you can still find if you so want to, um, But then we ended up just taking a break. And I think for a lot of us, that was a break that was, to a degree, well-needed. But also, like, not only for our sake, because we had been doing show after show, but also there was a lot of stuff happening in the world. Um, So we all got creative, you know. We're all here and ready to do this. And, you know, I have one full show under my belt, and I came into this writing process hot and ready. I shook off all the cobwebs, and I was like, let's get to writing. Yeah, and, and all of us that did the primary voting, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, we went to the to polls to vote, and I tell you, it was where I am, it, there just wasn't a whole lot of people at that moment uh, signing up to vote <laughs> that day. And that really bothered me. I thought that there are so many changes happening to our country and our state, specifically our state. And I'm just wondering, when you guys look at this particular piece and you say, hey, we, got, we have something special, just from what I've read about it, it sounds like it's something really special. It's not only going to make you laugh, but it's going to make you think. So mm-hmm. if you could tell us one thing you want people to think about when this piece is done? Absolutely. One thing I think that people should, you know, after they've watched both acts include, and then our third improvised act, I want people to start having those conversations more. We talk a lot about how uh, difficult conversations are needed, whether it's because it's complex, maybe it's just hard truths that you have to bring up with your loved ones. But with the power of conversation, things just get easier. We can find moments to laugh at. We can find moments to grieve together. So I hope people walk out talking to each other, first about the show, then about the themes of the show and how they're going to take that and move forward with their lives. The one thing we need right now um, here in the Twin Cities is that we need people to laugh. We need them to just relax and let it go. And and your rehearsals, have you guys broken into tears? And your rehearsals, have you looked at one another and said, wow, are we really going to you know, put this on them and then bring them back up again, lift them up again. I mean, I can imagine it's really tough if you've been closed for a little bit, you come back and you have a lot to say about our truth. And that truth is not pretty. Mm-hmm. It's not pretty. Yeah, I, we've definitely had those moments. There are, I could even speak to, you know, there's a sketch I wrote that in the room we're like, this is hilarious. This is on point. And we actually ended up putting it in front of an audience. And what we realized is that like, the truth was too close to the surface, right? And our tech guy was like, they were engaged with it, but it was a lot of woof 
sort of energy as opposed to that sort of laughing energy. So, of course, you know, we have a certain sense of things and how they're going on. But that's why we really love our preview process to sort of put things up and see like, oh, wow, this is landing way more than we thought. Or sometimes where it's like, hey, we can recognize when it's a good sketch and when maybe it's just too close to the surface for us to really be able to think and laugh about it at that moment. Yeah, and you guys have to figure that out as soon as the audience gets there. It's not like you're going to know ahead of time who these people are, but you can feel it when they come into the room, can't you? Absolutely. You know, uh, I can be in my dressing room. I can hear that, you know, house is open and the people come in. And you can really tell sort of the energy that is permeating the room. Sometimes it's just like really nice excitement. What a great way to spend your Friday night. Sometimes it's a little bit more, you know, people who are there who are excited, um, but maybe aren't the most like up, which is fine. We love audiences of all types and we ask people just to come as they are, right? You don't right. necessarily have to dress up for the Brave New Workshop, though we certainly, you know, wouldn't be against it. Um, but come as you are, sit down, enjoy, laugh, something that was relatable, something that we, living in the same sphere as everyone else, wrote about our current state of things. Well, Denzel Beelan, I enjoyed your uh, conversation tonight. Thank you so much for sticking and staying with us. And the Brave New Workshop, this show is Cheaper Than Gas, America on Empty. This is what it's called. Again, it is, this show is Cheaper Than Gas, America on Empty. Denzel, I'm going to try my best to get there just to see you. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. I can't wait to you see take your name care. All right, sir. You take did. care. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Coming up um, after the um, weather and the um, uh, a break. We're going to have Rohan Preston, the lead theater critic at the Star Tribune. He will join us next. Welcome back, everyone. Of course, you are listening to Center Stage, all things arts and entertainment. We believe you ought to know about it. And our next guest is, of course, someone that we look forward to. And, and his name is Rohan Preston, by the way. He's the lead theater critic over at the Star Tribune. Hey, how you doing, dude? I am well. How are you? I'm doing great. You know, we need your own music. We need to find an opening song for you. You know, you can shimmy at home as you're listening to it. You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> it's I, good to I, hear your voice. It's wonderful, wonderful to hear yours and to listen to this to this show too. You know, it's 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 interesting because we're at the at dog days here now, and and Fringe Festival is finishing today, and. And this theater season is really just ramping, ramping, ramping back up. So it's really, really exciting, basically. You know, I was I was reading about the Fringe Festival, and I, you know, what you thought or you looked at that sort of thing. It, it's so many shows. I don't know how you do it. I really don't. But I, I'm sure you probably look at the titles and say, "Oh, that sounds interesting. Let's find out what that's about." Is that how it works? Well, they, they have. There are some titles that absolutely. That's one one way, and and. And you know um, the the sort of the, the sex habits of plants, you know um, um, <laughs> that, that was <laughs> yeah, I read that in your article. There you go. <laughs> that was interesting, you know. Um, and so and you're so, blushing. It's hard for black folks to blush. You are I blushing. Know, I know. Um, it was really, 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 really funny. Um, so, uh, you know, this, but yeah, so, so stuff like that is interesting. And then, you know, people do word of mouth stuff as well. And, and there are some companies with long established traditions of, 
of doing really, really good work. And they always bring their followers uh, as well out, you know? Yeah. I used to ask you years ago, how in the world do you decide what theaters to go, what pieces to go and see? I know that you're going to go to the Guthrie's. I know that you're going to go to, you know, the big name theaters as well as some of the smaller theaters. And I'm just curious to know, is that still how it works for you? Or do you have those that you say, no, there are so many theaters that are doing great work. I have to pay attention to each one and just see, you know, when I can get there. Is that how it works? Uh, it's a mixture, you know, I mean, but yeah, and we talk about this because there's no hard and fast thing. We Obviously, we're going to do the majors, and but there's also interesting stuff that shows, shows up at tiny theater companies and, and, and middle theater companies. And, and, and um, you know, we are coming, obviously, out of this uh, pandemic. So that has um, changed in a way some of the calculus for us. And right now we're just trying to get to as much as we can. Uh, I work with my colleague, obviously over there, um, uh, uh, Chris Hewitt. And, um, and, and we, you know, sometimes uh, use freelancers as well, particularly in dance. And there's right. still a lot that we, we can't get to, you know, even as staffed up as we are. Um, and so, um, yeah, we, we stay open. You know, I, 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 I was talking to some young people recently about the work I do, and 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 they're like, "How do you stay fresh?" Which is another way of looking at that question. And and I say, "Well, it's it's there's an old commercial where where it's Calgon, take me away," and <laughs> and and we go into the theater like that. We try to be as open as possible and to say, "What is the new experience here?" What, what are the new insights? What are the new ways of seeing this play or having this play uh, reflect on this time that we're living in? You know, It's so true. It's so true, Rohan. The thing that I look for in theater is something that moves me to my core, whether it's me or my oldest granddaughter or the mid-grandchild and even the, the toddler. You know, they love theater, and I'm just blown away by it. But I'm wondering, okay, what are you receiving? What are you looking at? What does it mean to you? So we go out for dessert and talk about these things when I take them to, to see a show. I love that. Isn't I love that, that beautiful, right? Ooh. So they're already at that point where they go, oh, oh, are we going to see a play? They're so excited about it. Um, and I'm just curious to know, it used to be thought of here in Minnesota that the musicals really had a place here. You know, all the theaters were doing at least one musical, you know, at least a year. And I don't see that as much anymore. I don't, I, I look at theaters and go to theaters and I don't hear much of them say, we're going to put a musical on this stage. Even though musicals are still hot, but... Is are it, they really? They're, they're so I mean, I think, you know, obviously the, the biggest one for this summer, the Guthrie didn't have a musical, which is the right. first time in, in many years. But, you know, Chan Hassan's still around doing yeah, uh, musicals. And then, um, you know, artistry as well. And, of course, uh, Theater La Tida does excellent musicals. And, and Children's Theater did do um, Diary, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Oh, Wimpy Kid, uh, yes. The, yeah, yes. so... So we have some, of course, the Ordway, can't forget the Ordway. And once I start doing this, I'm going to leave someone out and they're going to call me. Know. Yeah, but but I understand what you're saying is that yeah. is we have so many theaters. I don't know how many. I'm not going to ask you because I know that, that data may fluctuate here or there. Um, but I am curious to know, 
when it comes to a play, like you wrote about uh, Valor, I think it's pronounced. Oh yeah, um, the yeah. New, new work at the at the Guthrie, and yeah. that was that was fascinating because um, so the Guthrie's um, the Guthrie's does this graduate program training program for bringing these wonderful stars from all over the country, uh, future stars. Um, that you know, and and, and Ricardo uh, Tavira, for example, is one of them, and and uh, Marishar Ali and Sterling K. Brown. They all came through as young students, fresh out of grad grad right. program here. So right. this was that, and I went to see that that show, uh, Valor, which is a 17th century play. Um, it was beautifully staged um, by mm-hmm. Maya Garcia. And, and and the work was really really beautiful. Actually, it felt like Shakespeare to me, uh, even though I can it's see not that. Shakespeare. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. Javita and I went to see it. You know, JD did the music for it. He and, did um, a wonderful. Yeah. Job. Oh my gosh! I know it, it was, was so beautiful. great. The music fit with what they were saying. It was just funny. We laughed hysterically. We really enjoyed it. And to know that that has been a tradition and has been, kind of been. Um, a skyline, you know, to what these mm-hmm. actors are doing now. It's really quite remarkable. Are you hearing more about more people wanting to be a part of of this particular event that happens up on the top, on the ninth floor? Yeah, well, I mean, I, yes and and no in a, in, a, in a way because, you know, it, 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 it had a very limited run um, and it was sort of the showcase of a summer of work. But I think what, what, what for me was really remarkable is that the Guthrie was operating in three theaters for the first time in, time in almost three years. Yeah, you know, so How that was that? really, that was really fantastic. And um, I do think there's just a huge hunger. I mean, the, the, you know, I saw, saw it on a Friday night um, and, and it was packed um, and it was, just beautiful to wow. see, I, you know. We had wonderful. a great time. I, I just applaud. I just applaud, applaud them all. It was just beautiful. So here we are at this point in our in in Minnesota specifically, that things seem to be calming down when it comes to the pandemic. Of course, everyone's talking about monkeypox and that sort of thing. What happens if we're thrown into more cases and that sort of thing? God forbid. And by the time we're in mid October or early November. We've got big challenges again. What happens? What is the protocol for theaters? Well, you know, I, 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 it looks, <laughs> I don't want to say it this way, but it looks like the CDC has just basically given up, right? And so, you know, between vaccination and exposure to the virus, other types of exposure, uh, upwards of 90-something percent, that's what I've read, um, of people have some sort of exposure and immunity um, now. So, you know, so the some of the, the rules have been relaxed and all of that. So I don't see any sort of lockdown happening again for this. Um, and, you know, I, I do think that there'll be protocols like social distancing and, and perhaps, and, and definitely mask wearing. Um, but I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't see it. I hope um, when the fall comes and if there's a surge again, uh, it's not as serious. Uh, certainly, a lot, it, there's a lot of virus out there even now, but it's not, reco- you know, resulting in hospitalization in the same way. So it's not as terrifying 
as it was before. And so hopefully that has an impact in a positive way that is on, on theaters and the economy and other things so that everything can stay open, you know? Hear, hear. I hope that you are correct with that. And my last question, because we only have a minute left, is that, you know, you have um, really helped so many theaters when you write about them and talk about what they're doing. I mean, really, it's just a wonderful place to be in theater in this particular state. And I'm just curious to say, to, to ask you, when you go to, you used to go to universities. I remember the University of Minnesota, you would go and see their shows, their theater <clears throat> actually mm-hmm. present shows. Do you still do that? Well, you uh, do. Th- th- I want to. I want to. Um, I, you know, it's, it's time permitting, right? I mean, there's no block against seeing a, a student production um, anywhere, frankly, and um, but or even experimental work. It's just a matter of time permitting um, and juggling it with with the crush that we have now of, of things coming back. But yeah, I'm totally, totally open to that and. And for that matter, open to dance and opera and all of it, frankly, you know? Right, right. And I I look forward to just adding all of that into our conversations when we have them. It is always a pleasure having you on. You take care of yourself, Rohan, and I can't wait to get caught up on your family and how well everyone is doing. I can't wait. Well, thank you so much, and I'll I'll keep listening and and keep talking about your grandbabies. All right. Take care, you do. Take care. All right. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. All right, you guys. That is Rohan Preston. If you want to get to any of his articles, just go to rohanpreston.com. I'm sorry, rohanpreston.startribune.com. If I don't have that right, I will correct it, and I apologize for that. So coming up next will be Jonathan Brooke is her name, and Rebecca Aaron. They're going to talk about what's happening with their folk and pop songwriting, and it's some big stuff, so stay tuned. Now, some of you are probably curious about that voice, and many of you will know this voice. That is Jonathan Brooke, and she is a folk pop star and songwriter, veteran, and been around for a long time, and many people know this voice. And I'm excited to have her. It's been a long time since I've interviewed you, and I'm so excited that you're joining me tonight. How are you? Oh, I'm very, very well. Thank you so much for having the time to speak to me. (laughs) Well, that song that we just listened to is so beautiful. Tell us about New Dress. Well, that was a song I wrote as I was falling in love with my husband, my now husband. So it's about uh, 20 years old, that song. But it was about that, that flourish of new romantic love where you just feel like you've been given a new dress, like a new, a new mm-hmm. something to put on where you just feel unashamed and beautiful and like no light will hit you wrong because you're just so infatuated and your true love just holds you in such esteem that you 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 feel that beautiful at all times and so I was lucky enough and I'm still lucky enough um, to be with this man and that song was kind of one of the most romantic things I've ever come up with. Wow just beautiful you know you have um, you have been um, awarded. There are people that know your accomplishments, and still, you you come off as though you are not the veteran that we know you are, the, not the one that's done all these albums. That you come across as though it's new every time. Tell us how you that's get to that. Sweet. How do you do that? I think that it's about um, wanting to try new things and be scared each time. So I don't. I try not to repeat myself. So 
with every new project, with every new record, with every uh, new year, I'm just trying to figure out, okay, what's the scariest thing I could do? And then I kind of head that direction. So, uh, for instance, you know, playing with with a string quartet and beautiful arrangements um, in, in, a, in a setting that is, you know, I've, I've never done that before. Um, writing musicals for Broadway shows, um, writing my own one-person musical um, about my mother and me. I just, I, I, it's more about just not sitting on, on my haunches and, you know, just trying new things and wanting to be a little bit afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you do have something really big that is happening. I've been reading about it, trying to figure out what it all is. And it's called Cello Songs, uh, the Cello Songs Project featuring cellist Rebecca Ahrens and uh, jazz pianist, composer Adi Ashaya, uh, a string quartet, as you just mentioned a moment ago, and lots of singers, lots of singers, lots of singers. How many singers? Well, there are going to be three of us at our Dakota show on September 7th. So three singers, Abby Wolf. Linnea Moe. Oh, I love I. Abby Wolf. Yes. I know. She's just amazing. And, amazing. And Linnea as well. <laughs> They're just killer, killer singers. And so I'm incredibly lucky to have them singing these beautiful parts. Um, String Quartet, which is String Genius, which is Rebecca Ahrens's uh, quartet that she tours with quite a bit. And Adi Ashaya is just one of the most amazing arrangers. He lives here, but... Uh, uh, works with all sorts of people all over the world, um, and we're lucky enough to have him arrange ten of my songs for string quartet, percussion, bass, background vocals, and uh, me and me. <laughs> so uh, it's it's just a beautiful new way to hear some of my older and favorite songs. And then we've I have two brand new songs that we've arranged for this particular um, ensemble. And that's exactly what I was going to ask you. Which songs are you going to do on September 7th at the Dakota? You've got the new stuff. You've got some of the stuff that people are used to hearing that might sing along with you, by the way. And um, and I to know so. <laughs> that you're already doing so much. And all of this is brand new. I had a chance to go online and look at the Cello Project and um, and so much more. So what's next on your, uh, on, on your list of what you need to do or want to do? <laughs> Well, uh, I'm prepping for this September 7th thing at the Dakota, so that's kind of the, the biggest thing on my horizon. I'm also, I am writing two Broadway musicals, so those are kind of front burner right now. I know, like with all my free time. Um, I'm writing a, a musical called Switched, which is about two women who are switched at birth, and then, you know, they find out later in their lives that this actually took place, and then that's where the musical begins, and then we, we flash forward and back about them writing another musical uh, with an incredible writer named Jacqueline Backus uh, called Tempest about a woman explorer in the, in the uh, 1930s who is lost in the Antarctic. And then she is revived a hundred years later and then go, you know, go from there. Uh, so I'm working on those two musicals. I have a, a bunch of touring coming up in the fall. Some of it as a duo with my guitar player, some of it with Rebecca on cello and some of it with a full band. So I'm, I'm just kind of spreading all over the place. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. And I love it. I absolutely love it. Congratulations. If people want more information about the Cello Songs Project, do they just go to CelloSongsProject.com? They can do that. Yep. They can and do that. And your website my is? Website. Yep. JonathanBrook.com uh, is a good way to find me. And um, 
all of that. <laughs> I, I'm just so happy to hear from you. You have been doing great work. I'll never forget that cover on that CD of yours. And so I remember you forever and ever. <laughs> That was a fun night, huh? That was hilarious, man. It was great. So, Janatha, seriously, it's been great to hear your voice again. Keep going. Keep doing it all that you want to do. Just keep going. Well, thank you so much, and I can't wait to see you sing again. I'm looking forward to it. Take care of you, okay? (laughs) All right. Much love. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. All right, everyone, thank you so much for sticking and staying with us. All of my guests tonight have been um, are, are part of the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline, and they've um, been welcomed here. They've had a good time here, but the bottom line is that I've had a great time tonight talking with all of you. So thanks so much. You guys take care, and we'll, uh, we'll come back with the Mom and Michael Hour. That's right, right here on WCCO. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.